Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. It's a great pleasure to be with you. And a lot to talk about today. We got some big news last night. Kevin McCarthy finally eked out his speakership. And the new Republican House officially and formally got sworn in and takes over the House of Representatives. And... There are going to be some big changes. There are going to be some big changes. It's funny. I'm reading various accounts. The Wall Street Journal editorial page. Not very optimistic about this. I don't know. The Wall Street Journal editorial page hasn't been optimistic about anything. Like nobody can do anybody any good whatsoever. Uh, but I think, look, um, we have at the half hour uh, Congressman French Hill from uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, as a senior House member. He was right in the thick of it uh, throughout the past week. And I think, um, I'm pretty sure you heard me last week. We broadcasted, I don't know, we did Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve for that matter, but I think you heard me last week strongly endorse uh, Kevin McCarthy and warts and all. Uh, I think he'll make a fine speaker. I think he'll make an excellent speaker. And I also want to say that all the machinations, you know, we had, I guess, 15 ballots. I believe it was 15. Yes, 15. I stayed up and watched the whole thing till 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, I watched the New York guy. What's the name of the New York guy? Uh, Hakeem Jefferson. What a terrible, nasty, left-wing speech he gave, Andy. Jeffries, sorry, what did I say? Jefferson? Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries, I beg your pardon. Uh, None of this is personal. I just want to say I thought he gave a really far-left speech. Uh, He's the outgoing Democratic leader because Nancy Pelosi retired from speakership. And I watched uh, Kevin McCarthy's speech, which was a more optimistic speech, citing uh, Lincoln and Washington. It wasn't a speech about specifics particularly. It was more tone, um, trying to generate some optimism. But I think uh, McCarthy will do very well. And I think the I think the Freedom Caucus people, uh, we interviewed all of them on the TV show all during uh, last week. Uh, We talked to all the senior uh, Freedom Caucus people last week on the Fox Business Show, Cudlow, which is 4 to 5 p.m. every day. You can get us, and if you can't get us at 4, you can DVR us and get your favorite nine-year-old to show you how to do it. By the way, did I say we're on the Internet here, right here? Um, LarryCudlowShow.com, LarryCudlowShow.com, streaming at live on the Internet. Uh, but I think um, what what really happened, uh, maybe McCarthy gave up too much, maybe not. But I don't think so, or I'm not worried about it. Here's what I really like. The Freedom Caucus Republicans 
who pushed Mr. McCarthy and uh, his uh, leaders are going to provide a lot of brand spanking new budget spending restraint. Thank you, Kevin. My man, Kevin Drosch, giving me a little coffee to wake me up. He must, mine must sound terrible already. Anyway, they're going to give you some brand new spending restraint, balanced budget, the principle of a balanced budget. And here's the way I read it, because not only do they want something called regular order with 12 appropriation bills, I'm gonna, I'll circle back and talk about this in a moment. And we also have uh, French Hill, my buddy. Congressman Hill, come on, talk about it. He's a real smart guy, super smart guy. But also there's a provision in one of these uh, side deals that um, any tax hike will require a three-fifths supermajority in order to pass the House. Well, I happen to think that's a terrific idea, and I don't care what anybody else says. I'm a supply-sider, free market supply-side guy. I want lower marginal tax rates. I want the Trump corporate tax rates to be made permanent. I'd like to see a kind of Art Laffer, Steve Forbes, low rate flat tax. All right. I believe the Laffer curve is proven correct time and time again throughout history. If you lower the tax rate on the next dollar earned or invested. That creates an incentive. You keep more of what you earn. That is an incentive reward. And you will do more. You will be more active. And you will create jobs and higher salaries and wages. And that, by the way, means at the lower tax rate and the step up in economic activity, you will actually throw off more revenues because the income base is broader and bigger. You're generating more income because of the incentives, because you're keeping more of the extra dollar you earn. This is not hard. What's hard is the political debate about it because the left hates that. The left doesn't want success. They want to punish rich people. They want redistributionism. But free market, free enterprise people like myself, we want economic growth and prosperity for as many people as we can reach. And we can reach even more than we have already. It worked during the JFK Kennedy years. I wrote a book about this, JFK and the Reagan Revolution. John F. Kennedy, the Democrat, lowered marginal tax rates. What happened? There was a boom. 25 years later, my former boss, Ronald Reagan, lower marginal tax rates. We had a 25-year boom. In just a few years, my former boss, Donald Trump, lowered tax rates, and we had a boom before the darn COVID pandemic came in. Excuse me, blowing my nose. Cold out here. Chilly out here. Anyway, I'll survive. Point is, lower tax rates generate incentives because you keep more of what you earn at the margin, the next dollar added. Think about that. Art Laffer, got a new book out, by the way, Taxes Matter. 
Anyway, coming back to Kevin McCarthy and the House Republicans, they're going to install, I believe, a new rule which says you can't raise taxes unless you get a three-fifths, 60% majority, and they won't get it. And that's why I like what they're doing. And this business about regular order, what's regular order? Regular order means going back to a playbook that used to prevail, but we haven't seen it in 20 years, comes to federal budgets, spending. So look, what you're supposed to have is, first of all, the budget committee, which is powerful, puts out a budget resolution. After much deliberations and hearings, transparent, open public hearings with witnesses from the left and the right and the middle. I used to go down and testify all the time on this. And after consideration, they produce a budget, a budget plan. They say spending cannot exceed thus and such, and revenues are not expected to fall lower than thus and such, and here's your deficit or your balanced budget. And then that document is parceled out by the Rules Committee to the 12, well, no, to the Appropriation Committee, the the powerful Appropriation Committee, which oversees 12 subcommittees, one each for the major part of the budget. There are 12 appropriation bills covering the entire federal budget. Each bill comes from a subcommittee. The subcommittees hold hearings. They invite witnesses, conservative witnesses, liberal witnesses, centrist witnesses. You debate the level of spending. You debate the policies. The public can see it. It's a completely open, accountable, transparent process. And then they come back to the budget committee with the results of their deliberations. And then it goes to the floor of each house. By the way, the Senate does it, the House does it. And then they vote. They have amendments. They have votes. That is a completely open process. What do we have now? We have no such thing. You know what we have now? Four or five people. You know, Schumer, McConnell, Pelosi, It basically froze Kevin McCarthy out, even though he was a House Republican leader before he was Speaker. You go into a dark, uh, smoke-filled room, and you come up with a 4,000-page omnibus spending package, $2 trillion, nearly $2 trillion. Nobody knows what's in it. There was no regular order. There were no hearings. There were no committee and subcommittee meetings. Do you follow me? The public was iced out. That is not representative democracy. What these, um, what these, uh, Freedom Caucus people and others wanted was to go back to the so-called regular order budget process. Jim Jordan gave a great speech about it, uh, on the floor of the House when he nominated Kevin, Kevin McCarthy. I think it was Tuesday, second or third ballot. I've talked about it on the air numerous times. I've written it numerous times in my columns and op-ed piece. Look, I learned this as a kid. 
The Budget Reform Act had just really passed, and we used it for the first time during the Reagan years. I was associate director of the Office of Management and Budget. I was the numbers guy, economic guy. Stockman was the uh, director. Ronald Reagan was the president. We used the budget process. It worked. It's been working for a long time until it stopped working. (laughs) Really right around the turn of the last century, right around the year 2000. In fits and starts, it basically hasn't worked. And it's become more egregious. You know, these gigantic uh, bills with gigantic spending sums and gigantic borrowing and gigantic deficits and gigantic debt creation, and that leads to gigantic money creation by the Federal Reserve, our central bank, and that leads to gigantic inflation, which damages the economy enormously, which murders middle-income, blue-collar working folks. Their wages are worth less. Real wages have been falling almost the entire 20 months of the Biden administration because they spent too much money. The Fed went along with it. Inflation jumped up to 9 or 10%. It damaged middle-income people. The economy slumped. And this can be fixed. The point is Americans don't have to settle for this. This can be fixed by following regular order, by following the law. I mean, there's a whole set of budget laws governing this. That stuff was written in the mid-70s, and as I said, it was really implemented by Reagan in the early 80s. So, I'm going to take a little break here and just tell you that with respect to the taxpayer-led revolt to reduce inflationary spending, to reduce the size and scope of the federal government, to reduce inflation, to reduce tax burdens. And, by the way, to open the spigots for oil and gas and lots of other things. I'll talk about this. I think that the McCarthy speakership is going to be very positive. And I think the rule changes that have dominated the news in the past few days that Kevin McCarthy negotiated, he and his team, one of his team members will be with us at the half hour, French Hill, Congressman French Hill. I think this turned out very well. Okay? I think it turned out very well. Representative democracy works. Even when you have big family quarrels, it works. That's why our system's so great. That's why our country's so great. I have high hopes for the Kevin McCarthy-led Republican governing House of Representatives. I think it's going to stop Biden's big government socialism. I'm Larry Kudlow. We'll take a quick break, come back with much more. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. So just to continue the conversation, um, I think much good will come of this because I think the federal government has to be curbed, limited. I need to, I think we need to stop the spending. We need to stop the taxing. I think in general, the theme of growth and prosperity has to replace the kind of theme of arrogant central 
planning government elites. I mean, it's interesting to me what Joe Biden has done in two years is restore this left-wing progressive agenda. It's a very radical agenda. It's actually worse than worse than what uh, Barack Obama did because Obama had to deal with the Republican Congress. But three Democratic houses went way to the left. They did it culturally, you know, with woke. They did it on climate change. They did it on spending. And they did it on taxing. They tried to completely undo Trump's tax cuts. They didn't, but they did succeed in chipping away at them and raising taxes, particularly this year. Um, education, you know, parents of domestic terrorists, that kind of nonsense, left the border open. I mean, real left-wing progressive stuff. And although we didn't get the cavalry landslide uh, for a variety of reasons, nonetheless, the voters voted Republicans to run the House and put a check and a balance on this Biden's left-wing progressivism. Okay, this is good. Now, what the House is going to do is implement this by using the power of the purse. The House controls money bills. And people are skeptics. Oh, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do. Those are people that don't understand how Congress works, how Washington works. One very cool thing, and I'll get French Hill to maybe illuminate this, but they're going to bring back an amendment back into law, I think, that basically will allow Congress, the House, to defund certain federal agencies. I mean, think about the IRS. $80 billion uh, for what? Uh, another 170,000 agents, something like that. That's crazy. They don't need that. They wouldn't know what to do with that money. In fact, former IRS commissioners have said they wouldn't know what to do with it if they got that money. And it's going to be very repressive, and it's going to go after the middle class. Who do you think's going to, who do you think pays taxes in this country? So the point is, they have an, a new rule that will allow the IRS to be defunded or the Office of Misinformation to be defunded or parts of the FBI, or the CIA, or the intelligence world, you know, the dark ops that have become left-wing Democratic partisans, they can be defunded. This is good. This is very good. So overall, they're going to create a pro-growth, pro-prosperity, low-tax, reopen the oil and gas spigots, uh, put some law and order finally into the southern border. And the power of the purse is the key. All money bills, spending and taxing, originate in the House. And they will use that. And look, you know, you can say, well, McCarthy has a slim. First of all, Pelosi had exactly the same numbers McCarthy had. She operated with 218 votes. But the objections to McCarthy are not coming from the left, come from the right. <laughs> it's the conservatives. They're the tail wagging the dog, which is pretty cool. So I'll just say here in my opening, and we will talk about this over the course of the show, this will be very positive, positive for the economy, positive for ordinary American citizens. By the way, the stock market went up 700 points yesterday. Some of it has to do with the economy. I think a lot of it has to do with McCarthy optimism. 
How about that? McCarthy optimism driving up stocks. Better times ahead. I'm an optimist, folks. My name is Kudlow. Optimist. You know that. Free market optimist. French Hill. Congressman French Hill. Other side of the break. Please stay with us. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. 